You're listening to The Big Bible Read, an initiative of The Pulse and The Word radio stations. For Bible study resources and to join a community of other Bible readers, visit BigBibleRead.com. Genesis chapter 47. Joseph went and told Pharaoh, My father, my brothers, their flocks and herds, and all that they own have arrived from the land of Canaan. They are now in the land of Goshen. He took five of his brothers and introduced them to Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Joseph's brothers, What is your occupation? They said to Pharaoh, Your servants take care of flocks, just as our ancestors did. Then they said to Pharaoh, We have come to live as temporary residents in the land. There is no pasture for your servants' flocks, because the famine is severe in the land of Canaan. So now, please let your servants live in the land of Goshen. Pharaoh said to Joseph, Your father and your brothers have come to you. The land of Egypt is before you. Settle your father and your brothers in the best region of the land. They may live in the land of Goshen. If you know of any highly capable men among them, put them in charge of my livestock. Then Joseph brought in his father Jacob and presented him before Pharaoh. Jacob blessed Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Jacob, How long have you lived? Jacob said to Pharaoh, All the years of my travels are 130. All the years of my life have been few and painful. The years of my travels are not as long as those of my ancestors. Then Jacob blessed Pharaoh and went out from his presence. So Joseph settled his father and his brothers. He gave them territory in the land of Egypt, in the best region of the land, the land of Ramesses, just as Pharaoh had commanded. Joseph also provided food for his father, his brothers, and all his father's household according to the number of their little children. But there was no food in all the land because the famine was very severe. The land of Egypt and the land of Canaan wasted away because of the famine. Joseph collected all the money that could be found in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan as payment for the grain they were buying. Then Joseph brought the money into Pharaoh's palace. When the money from the lands of Egypt and Canaan was used up, all the Egyptians came to Joseph and said, Give us food. Why should we die before your very eyes because your money has run out? Then Joseph said, If your money is gone, bring your livestock, and I will give you food in exchange for your livestock. So they brought their livestock to Joseph, and Joseph gave them food in exchange for their horses, the livestock of their flocks and herds, and their donkeys. He got them through that year by giving them food in exchange for all their livestock. When that year was over, they came to him the next year and said to him, We cannot hide from our Lord that the money is used up, and the livestock and the animals belong to our Lord. Nothing remains before our Lord except our bodies and our land. Why should we die before your very eyes, both we and our land? Buy us and our land in exchange for food, and we, with our land, will become Pharaoh's slaves. Give us seed that we may live and not die. Then the land will not become desolate. So Joseph bought all the land of Egypt for Pharaoh. Each of the Egyptians sold his field, for the famine was severe. So the land became Pharaoh's. Joseph made all the people slaves from one end of Egypt's border to the other end of it, but he did not purchase the land of the priests, because the priests had an allotment from Pharaoh, and they ate from their allotment that Pharaoh gave them. That is why they did not sell their land. Joseph said to the people, Since I have bought you and your land today for Pharaoh, here is seed for you. Cultivate the land. When the crop comes in, give one-fifth of it to Pharaoh. The remaining four-fifths will be yours for seed for the fields and for you to eat, including those in your household and your little children. They replied, You have saved our lives. You are showing us favor, and we will be Pharaoh's slaves. So Joseph made it a statute, which is in effect to this day throughout the land of Egypt. One-fifth belongs to Pharaoh. Only the land of the priests did not become Pharaoh's. 
Israel settled in the land of Egypt, in the land of Goshen, and they owned land there. They were fruitful and increased rapidly in number. Jacob lived in the land of Egypt 17 years. The years of Jacob's life were 147 in all. The time for Israel to die approached, so he called his son Joseph and said to him, If now I have found favor in your sight, put your hand under my thigh and show me kindness and faithfulness. Do not bury me in Egypt, but when I rest with my fathers, carry me out of Egypt and bury me in their burial place. Joseph said, I will do as you say. Jacob said, Swear to me that you will do so. So Joseph gave him his word. Then Israel bowed down at the head of his bed. Chapter 48 After these things, Joseph was told, Your father is weakening. So he took his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, with him. When Jacob was told, Your son Joseph has just come to you, Israel regained strength and sat up on his bed. Jacob said to Joseph, The sovereign God appeared to me at Luz in the land of Canaan and blessed me. He said to me, I am going to make you fruitful and will multiply you. I will make you into a group of nations, and I will give this land to your descendants as an everlasting possession. Now, as for your two sons who were born to you in the land of Egypt before I came to you in Egypt, they will be mine. Ephraim and Manasseh will be mine just as Reuben and Simeon are. Any children that you father after them will be yours. They will be listed under the names of their brothers and their inheritance. But as for me, when I was returning from Padan, Rachel died, to my sorrow, in the land of Canaan. It happened along the way some distance from Ephrath. So I buried her there on the way to Ephrath, that is Bethlehem. When Israel saw Joseph's sons, he said, Who are these? Joseph said to his father, They are the sons God has given me in this place. His father said, Bring them to me so I may bless them. Now Israel's eyes were failing because of his age. He was not able to see well. So Joseph brought his sons near to him, and his father kissed them and embraced them. Israel said to Joseph, I never expected to see you again, but now God has allowed me to see your children too. So Joseph moved them from Israel's knees and bowed down with his face to the ground. Joseph positioned them. He put Ephraim on his right hand across from Israel's left hand, and Manasseh on his left hand across from Israel's right hand. Then Joseph brought them closer to his father. Israel stretched out his right hand and placed it on Ephraim's head, although he was the younger. Crossing his hands, he put his left hand on Manasseh's head, for Manasseh was the firstborn. Then he blessed Joseph and said, May the God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has been my shepherd all my life long to this day, the angel who has protected me from all harm, bless these boys. May my name be named in them, and the name of my fathers Abraham and Isaac. May they grow into a multitude on the earth. When Joseph saw that his father placed his right hand on Ephraim's head, it displeased him. So he took his father's hand to move it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head. Joseph said to his father, Not so, my father, this is the firstborn. Put your right hand on his head. But his father refused and said, I know, my son, I know. He too will become a nation, and he too will become great. In spite of this, his younger brother will be even greater, and his descendants will become a multitude of nations. So he blessed them that day, saying, By you will Israel bless, saying, May God make you like Ephraim and Manasseh. Thus he put Ephraim before Manasseh. Then Israel said to Joseph, I am about to die, but God will be with you and will bring you back to the land of your fathers. As one who is above your brothers, I give to you the mountain slope, which I took from the Amorites with my sword and my bow. Matthew chapter 15. 
Then Pharisees and experts in the law came from Jerusalem to Jesus and said, Why do your disciples disobey the tradition of the elders? For they don't wash their hands when they eat. He answered them, And why do you disobey the commandment of God because of your tradition? For God said, Honor your father and mother, and whoever insults his father or mother must be put to death. But you say, If someone tells his mother or father, Whatever help you would have received from me is given to God, and he does not need to honor his father, you have nullified the word of God on account of your tradition. Hypocrites! Isaiah prophesied correctly about you when he said, This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And they worship me in vain, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Then he called the crowd to him and said, Listen and understand. What defiles a person is not what goes into the mouth. It is what comes out of the mouth that defiles a person. Then the disciples came to him and said, Do you know that when the Pharisees heard this saying, they were offended? And he replied, Every plant that my heavenly Father does not plant will be uprooted. Leave them. They are blind guides. If someone who is blind leads another who is blind, both will fall into a pit. But Peter said to him, Explain this parable to us. Jesus said, Even after this, are you still so foolish? Don't you understand that whatever goes into the mouth enters the stomach and then passes out into the sewer? But the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart, and these things defile a person. For out of the heart comes evil ideas, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. These are the things that defile a person. It is not eating with unwashed hands that defiles a person. After going out from there, Jesus went to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that area came and cried out, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is horribly demon-possessed. But he did not answer her a word. Then his disciples came and begged him, Send her away, because she keeps on crying out after us. So he answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and bowed down before him and said, Lord, help me. It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs, he said. Yes, Lord, she replied, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, Woman, your faith is great. Let what you want be done for you. And her daughter was healed from that hour. When he left there, Jesus went along the Sea of Galilee. Then he went up a mountain where he sat down. Then large crowds came to him, bringing them the lame, blind, crippled, mute, and many others. They laid him at his feet, and he healed them. As a result, the crowd was amazed when they saw the mute speaking, the crippled healthy, the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they praised the God of Israel. Then Jesus called his disciples and said, I have compassion on the crowd because they have already been here with me three days, and they have nothing to eat. I don't want to send them away hungry, since they may faint on the way. The disciples said to him, Where can we get enough bread in this desolate place to satisfy so great a crowd? Jesus said to them, How many loaves do you have? They replied, Seven, and a few small fish. After instructing the crowd to sit down on the ground, he took the seven loaves and the fish, and after giving thanks, he broke them and began giving them to the disciples, who then gave them to the crowds. 
They all ate and were satisfied, and they picked up the broken pieces left over, seven baskets full. Not counting children and women, there were 4,000 men who ate. After sending away the crowd, he got into the boat and went to the region of Megadan. Psalm 20, for the music director, a psalm of David. May the Lord answer you when you are in trouble. May the God of Jacob make you secure. May he send you help from his temple. From Zion, may he give you support. May he take notice of all your offerings. May he accept your burnt sacrifice. Selah. May he grant your heart's desire. May he bring all your plans to pass. Then we will shout for joy over your victory. We will rejoice in the name of our God. May the Lord grant all your requests. Now I am sure that the Lord will deliver his chosen king. He will intervene for him from his holy heavenly temple and display his mighty ability to deliver. Some trust in chariots and others in horses, but we depend on the Lord our God. They will fall down, but we will stand firm. The Lord will deliver the king. He will answer us when we call to him for help. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, netbible.com. Copyright 1996-2019. Used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC. All rights reserved.